What's up, everybody? This is Alexis, and you're listening to the Power to Be show. When the worship service is over, what do you do? Many of us go to church every week, and some go periodically, but worship is not a one-day event. It's in everything you do, including while working throughout the week. On the Power to Be show, we are showing people every week the impact of recognizing how God impacts every aspect of your life. Dive in each week as Dr. Bird, who is both a pastor and professor, chats with various entrepreneurs and leaders in the community. This week, we have with us Bishop Michael Brennan. He is the Bishop of the United Christian Wesleyan Methodist Diocese of South Florida. Mouthful. Reverend Brennan's personal mission statement summarizes his life to pursue emotional, intellectual, and spiritual development and to help others achieve the same. Before I turn it over to the host, I'd like to thank this episode's sponsor, Ebenezer Wesleyan Methodist Church, located at 201 Southwest 6th Avenue, Delray Beach, Florida. Their services include Sunday Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., Sunday worship at 11 a.m., Thursday evening Bible study at 7 p.m. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave a comment on the episode, and share with your circle. And if you want to take it a step further and become a sponsor, send us a message at admin at powertobeshow.com. We all have the power to be. Now here is our host, Dr. Terrell Bird. Welcome to another episode of the Power to Be Show. Be creative, be connected, and be courageous. Worship does not stop on Sunday. Alexis, it's so good to be back uh, in the studio again, and it's so good to have a very uh, dear friend and colleague of mine, Bishop Mike Brennan. And uh, I'm just delighted that he's here with us today, and I look forward to having a conversation. So, Mike, it's just good to have you with us. It's good to be here. It's well, good to be here. Yeah, well, well, thank you. Thank you for coming. And, of course, uh, my first uh, thing that I'd like to, to, to ask you is how are you doing? I know that you had some health issues, but you seem to be doing fine. We were, mm-hmm. we were together. I saw you in the mall one, one day, and you were walking and doing the health healthy thing, huh? Yep, and it's, the mall is great because you could walk in the AC. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, they told yeah. me to stay out of the sun, but the, uh, yeah, they, we have uh, that mile walk, mile around, and, you know, I try to do three or four, yeah. doing whatever I can, and and then afterwards, I stop and get a smoothie. Yeah, so. nothing like a smoothie. I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of lactose, but I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think I offered you something. You said, no, I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, it is just, it's just a delight to have you. We have um, known each other for a long time. In That's fact, it. I had you as a student at Palm Beach Atlantic University some years ago. 
Yes. And uh, but what I want to do though, I want to I want to push it back a little bit in time, so kind of go back in a time capsule, and talk about who you are, where you come from, and uh, something about how you uh, got involved in ministry. So, well, I'm a cradle Anglican, uh-huh. which you call Episcopal in the over here. Okay. But I'm people from the Bahamas would recognize me when I say I'm a St. Barnabas boy because that was one of the older churches, the Anglican churches, and I grew up there. Uh-huh. And that's where I got my formation, my foundation, I should say, because the church was very much a part of the community. Okay. So I played basketball there. I went to the Acolyte Club, played, learned how to play cards, the brigade, and those were the things that we did. And we, I still have friendships, okay. lifelong friendships okay. that we developed. So from the Bahamas, now it's Bahamas under the under Great Britain. Uh, no, the, not anymore. Anymore, in, right, in right. Seventy three. So in, they've okay. gone on fifty years now. Yeah, because when you said Anglican, I saw that connection oh, there. Yeah. 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 So you grew up in the Bahamas. Yes, okay, sir. and. And so, and, uh, and then as uh, then I came over here to go to school. Uh huh. And I studied um, actually, my, I studied chemistry. Uh huh. You know, and it took me to various places. It took me from El Paso, Texas. It, it took me into Pennsylvania. Wow. And finally, to Delray Beach. Oh wow. Actually, I've been living in Delray Beach. I just recounted about forty years now. Wow. And what I did when I came to Delray Beach, I continued. I did a, a master's program in chemistry at the Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And while I was doing that, I worked with the city of Boca Raton in the water treatment field. Gotcha. So that was my 30-year, wow. 30 so, years in dealing with water treatment. Okay. So before ministry, or was that during ministry, you were doing co-vocational or bivocational? Bivocational, whatever. I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> yeah. Because during a period of that, I was going back and forth to Miami, pastoring mm-hmm. in Miami. And I did that for eight years. Okay. Part of it, you know, coming home from work at five o'clock and then having to get to Miami for a seven o'clock Bible study or sure. Meeting. So I don't know how I did it. Wow. With the Lord's help. Huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, wow. And, and, so- and after, but how I started out, I was uh, called and I went to uh, started home based ministry. Okay. And uh, the home-based ministry, we did that for about three years. And then that became a little bit too much. Okay. be quite honest, what we found out was that we would, my wife and I was carrying the financial burden of it. And uh, we said, okay, let's step back. Okay. And at the same time, Bishop R.L. Howard mm-hmm. at Ebenezer Wesley Methodist Church in Delray. Okay. Uh, he reached out to me through a friend and we... And I went and got involved with the Wesleyan Methodist movement. Okay. Now you're you're currently pastoring Ebenezer same now. Same church. Same right? church. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's Trust amazing. Yeah. That's the, the irony of how yes. you started out there with the mm-hmm. pastor, and now you're actually pastoring there. Okay. Yeah. And Bishop Howard he passed away about four or five years ago. Okay. And I was in Miami, and he actually said, "Well, I want you to come back and be the bishop." <laughs> And so he sort of said, okay, this is what I want you to do. And uh, 
And before he he passed away, he he was the one that laid hands on me. Okay. Okay. Consecrate me. Okay. Yeah. So so now your your pastoral role it didn't begin there though, did did it? I mean, were you pastoring other churches as well? You I said you pastored St. Mary's. St. Mary's in I Miami. remember years you remember you ago came spoke, I came yeah, right. Yeah. I came and preached there for you. Uh, uh, so you you've. You've been pastors at a number of churches, mm-hmm. but so the denomination of of Wesleyan Christian Methodists, right, right. The Wesleyan Methodists uh, came out of the British system. Okay, and uh, I did some research and found out. And I'll be real quick, but Wesleyan Methodists at one point, uh, the British was sort of uh, divided in a sense. Because the Wesleyan Methodists in England separated themselves from the mainstream Methodist Church. Okay. And then in around 19, in the 30s or so, they came back together and became united. And so the Wesleyan Methodists kind of were defunct. And those of us, the early founders of the church in Florida, they were missioning in uh, Miami. Now, they, they followed the Charles and John Wesleyan group, you, uh, the Wesleyan sure theology, confessional yes. theology, and so forth. So yes. you, you followed that. It was no, so it was a, a break between the church uh, in, in Great Britain. In Great Britain. Okay. And, and, uh, and, and the followers, they had started a mission, a, mission, a guy from Haiti, DeMaza, John okay. DeMaza. Okay, okay. He established a church in Overtown in, in Miami. Uh-huh. And then there was a church in Key West and, uh, and other, some churches in New York as well. But they had, you know, they had the foundation. But when the Wesleyan Methodists uh, dissolved out of England, then we came together. They, they came together and formed uh, this group, which was more segregated. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, Christian now is a, the C was colored at one colored point. Colored Methodist. Yeah, but the colored yeah. now, we took it out because I made it Christian. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. So it didn't sound too right. Yeah, well, no, I know because there, there's also, you know, there's an AME, African Methodist, there's a CME. It used to be colored <laughs> Methodist, right. uh, but then changed to Christian Methodist. Yeah. So you are a part, but, so, but, but the Wesleyan, there was a, a CME Wesleyan group as well. Right, the Wesleyan group, which which was... But what's unique about us is that we from the British system. Okay. And, uh, and I can't remember the name of the missionary that came to the Caribbean, the West Indies, but they, as opposed to, I think it's Asbury, uh, someone that came to America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, yeah, I know Richard Allen... Uh, and and um, Absalom Jones, Absalom Jones, yeah, and Old St. George's Church in, in, in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, where they were praying and were told they could not pray in the front of the church, and therefore they ended up leaving and then started their own independent churches, Bethel, Mother Bethel, Mother Bethel, yeah, AME Church, and so forth. So, so now you, uh, here in Florida, so you spent, you were involved in chemistry, and God bless you, chemistry, <laughs> yeah, and doing work there. Uh, what, I mean, you say you, the call, but where is your passion in ministry? So, my passion really, I mean, I think my passion is outreach. Okay. And before, I think what led me to ministry mm-hmm. 
was my passion for community organization. Okay, okay. So from as a 18, 19 year old, I've been involved in activism, community activism, mm-hmm. uh, the, from the civil rights, the black power movement, mm-hmm. the pan-Africanist movement, that has been my passion okay. all my life. Okay, so, you know, so it's interesting because uh, I often talk to pastors about the importance of being the church outside of the four walls of the church and and how important it is for us to take an active role in the community. And it sounds like that's what you, that's as your passion, that's what you were doing. Yes, I don't believe the church should be stayed in the four walls. Mm-hmm. And I believe that as far as the African-American community, the, the church represents the best that we have mm-hmm. in terms of progress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you go back, not just to Dr. King, but if you go back to people like Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. and Frederick Douglass, all of our early pioneers, mm-hmm. they came out of the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I often tell people that in my work with Dr. King that one of the things that, unfortunately, today we don't see as much of the emphasis on getting people involved as activists in the church. We become comfortable yes. behind those stained glass windows, as Dr. King would say, and which is tragic because there are still some important issues that impact the lives of so many people, you know. It is. It is. And I believe, and I think it's in your book, mm-hmm. I think that since... King, we've mm-hmm. kind of drifted away mm-hmm. from that social justice ministry mm-hmm. in the church, and I don't want to call anybody out. If you, but if you want to come after me, I think I'm well prepared mm-hmm. to defend myself. Mm-hmm. But I think the prosperity gospel has kind of yes, uh, uh, sort of Take, sidetracked, hijacked yeah, yeah, that movement. yeah. And King was King was very critical of that of that prosperity gospel. Not that prosperity is bad. Everybody no. should do well, but it ought not be just the preacher doing well. That's right. That's it ought right. to be. It ought to be the community that we are helping to to lift up uh, the community. So, so your involvement in community groups and activism. Can you talk a little bit about what you have done? Uh, well, most recently. Uh, a group of us in Delray Beach, we pioneered a, a, a Juneteenth mm-hmm. think tank. Okay. And it was a community-wide effort. And uh, I have to say that I've never seen in such a long time a young people that come together and really did something remarkable. And I called for it, but unfortunately during that period of time I, got, I was sick, I had to have my surgery. Mm-hmm. But the, there are some young people in the city of Delray Beach that took it over and ran wow, with it. Wow. And it was just phenomenal. That's and now great. they are in the process of planning for Juneteenth 2023. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, great. So. I love that intergenerational that we're passing these traditions on, these values on to our young people so that they can have an appreciation for that. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's so Delray Beach, you, so you've, most of your work, your ministry work has been in Delray? Yes. I, I came to Delray. I moved to Delray and I settled in Delray, mm-hmm. like I said, about 40 years ago. Okay. And I found that Delray community is very special mm-hmm. in that there's a group of people that's willing to 
to do some things. Okay. And uh, I, I believe what, what what's happening now in Delray is that they're trying to, there's a whole thing called trying to preserve the, the, what we call the set. The set. The set, which is the black community of Delray Beach. Oh, okay. And trying to make sure we don't get left out. As I you see. know, the Delray is a, is a city that was rescued from sort of, uh, it was deteriorating, but then they came in and so a lot of money was lot, spent. Yeah, yeah. And now Delray is a, it's, know, it's, yeah, a lot it's, of money. It's, it's, a, it's flourishing. And I know that some years ago it had been voted one of America's most... Uh, Beautiful cities or right. something All like American that. City. All American city, yeah. yeah so, um, so it's it's been it's been uh, notarized uh, through the national news, oh, yeah. yeah. But with that gentrification, we want to make sure that the yeah, African American yeah. community sure. does not get left out. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say there is a significant African American population in Delray Beach, uh, yes. isn't there? Yes, and, and many of them are descended from the Bahamas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. South Florida has a strong Caribbean yeah, presence Caribbean, there yes. in, in Delray Beach. Yeah. 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 So so as the Bahamian population in Delray, so you, but you have reached out to a larger community, right? Yes. And and uh and initially my activism for many, many years was with the Bahamian community. Okay. And we've done so many different things as far as the Bahamian community is involved. Uh, one of the key events, we celebrate the Bahamian independence. Uh-huh. And that happens every year. Okay. And that is a significant event because we celebrate. Sure. Uh, this, past, uh, this past year, we celebrated it in Miami as well as in Delray Beach. Mm-hmm. We got speakers and we get the junk canoe and we have yeah. the food and everything. Oh, well. but, but we make sure we celebrate our freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, let me just talk a little bit about um, uh, this idea of faith integration. You and I have spent some time uh, working um, together, but talking, also meeting together with a group of pastors, and we have spent time talking about the importance that we understand that we are, our work is as important as in our faith. And, you know, yes. worship doesn't stop on Sunday. It's in, it, it goes on. Um, what is, if anything, your church, I know you talked about some people in your church that are very involved in entrepreneurial and small business and how the church is able to support them. Can you talk a little bit about sure, that? Sure, sure. I have to give a shout out to these young folks. Okay. Uh, once again, they, they this is a group called Faith Forward. Matter of fact, just today I had a meeting with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Faith Forward, what they have done, they've, uh, they've come to the churches and they work with three particular churches in Delray Beach, Ebenezer being one, the Episcopal Church, St. Matthews, and then there's a Primitive Baptist Church, Community Primitive. Okay. And they've accessed the needs in the community that these churches in their unique way can address. Uh-huh. At Ebenezer, for example, we have properties, vacant lots that's really undeveloped, uh-huh. and it's on prime property. Okay. But what uh, what uh, Faith Forward has said, let us see how we can develop it. And we had a, we met with a very talented, once again, a very talented uh, African American architecture uh, archi- 
architecture guy mm -hmm. out of uh, Miami. Okay. And he, he, we determined that maybe we'll put a straw market there. A Bahamian-style straw market. If you've gone to the Bahamas, you know you can go to the straw market and buy goods. Okay. And that would be... And that would be something that we can use as forward in the community. Is that is that something like a, a, a market fruit uh, marketplace? Yes. Market, so people can come and get fresh, get fresh food, vegetables, and things. Yes, and we and we and we'll focus it on the straw market. Is like you can buy, uh, you know, really uh, straw products. You know, bags and the and the hats and all the okay. different things. Okay, so yes. when you say straw, you mean things made with, with, with the straw. With the right. straw. With the palmetto. With the palmetto. The palmetto. Oh. That's what the Bahamians have done very uniquely. They've okay. taken the palmetto. Okay, well, now you're educating me now. Help yes, me. they've <laughs> taken the palmetto and, 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 and made them into, like, plaques. Okay. And then they sew them together to make either baskets or hats or variety of things, placemats. Wow. And it's, a, and it's almost like something that... We need to revive. Well, I was going to say that's an art, and uh, that an we want form, to preserve. Right? Yeah, the legacy of that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, art. so you're looking at doing. Uh, so they're looking at taking this property and and turning this, transforming it into kind of a a, a business model, yes. where they're using something that has been developed in Bahamian culture. Yes. The straw market. So not only fruits and vegetables, but also straw goods. Straw goods and whatever else comes in. You know, right now that the, the group is also involved in what they call a, a peach tree uh, network of black businesses, African-American businesses. Okay. They too can meet there and sell their various products. Ah, so okay. it's, it's going to be an outdoor marketplace. Wow, wonderful. And we call it Ebon the marketplace at Ebenezer Square. The marketplace at Ebenezer Square. So it's right at the church on the church's property. Yes. Okay. And it's in the historic community of Frog Alley. Okay. Frog Alley is traditionally a Bahamian descended community in Delray Beach. I see. And Ebenezer sits there. Okay. So we're sort of saying, here is our Bahamian heritage. Here's what we have to contribute mm. ethnically mm -hmm. to the Delray Beach yeah. community. Wow, that's rich. That's wonderful. Yes. I think that that really helps the the community. I mean, the, that cultural uh, uh, presence there is such a, a wonderful thing. So Ebenezer's doing that. They've got that straw market. You said right. there are some other churches. Right, yeah. St. Matthew's, uh, they have a, a hall, and they're transforming that into a garden space okay. on the outside, as well as a commercial-style kitchen. Uh -huh. And one of the things with the commercial-style kitchen, people who want to uh, sell food, for instance, they can use the rent the kitchen out for to do their uh, various events. Uh -huh. And that St. Matthew's has historically been a presence where people can come and rent the place for their parties, etc. And that's the parish hall, which is adjacent to the church. Mm -hmm. So they're just upgrading what St. Matthew's offers in terms of providing a commercial-style kitchen and also outdoor space. Okay. Seems outdoor space is a big thing. Yeah. After the pandemic, we tried to develop mm -hmm, outdoor mm -hmm, spaces. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, that, that's, that's interesting because I was going to ask you uh, how uh, the pandemic, how COVID-19 impacted the work of ministry in those areas. But like you said, the outdoor space. So your your church, Ebenezer, has got the straw market. Right. Uh, then St. Matthew has the the, the, the space, kitchen the kitchen space, space, and the garden space. And, space. Okay. and the Primitive Baptist Church, they have a computer lab. 
Okay. So now, you know, they're developing a computer lab that our kids can come into. Okay, so they're doing educational uh, model training. That's good. That's good. That's the kind of thing that I think we should be embracing, the, the church community should be embracing. And I think it's wonderful that your church is is connecting that way. So Delray Beach has taken a kind of a, a lead in some of this faith integration. I I would think so. And yeah. I, I, and, I, and and what's very interesting is that it's coming out of our community, and the church is embracing it. And mm-hmm. and I think that is what's unique about Delray. Yeah, yeah. That That's good. And I think the other thing that it shows is the importance of collaboration. Exactly. That that it's not about one church and that church's kingdom, you know, right, right. you know, but you're able to pull these other pastors and churches together. That's one. Yes. And, and you remember in the book of Acts, they said they had everything in common. Everything in common. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and, you, so you're able to meet with these pastors and, and, and begin to work out and hammer it out. And we've got, and we've already established, you know, we've got some grants already to do the work. Good, so, good, so good. the boots are on the ground. As we speak, I think the at Community Primitive, they are remodeling the church now. To wow. So, so this is open to anyone that would be interested in coming and, and being a part of that, uh, taking advantage of those those resources, right? Sure it is. Sure it is. Right, right. And, and it's wedded to the larger community development. Oh, great. Of other, of, there's other things that's going on in terms okay. of like voting, in terms of there's a, a, a school called Village Academy, which they're also involved with, which is a charter, not, it's really not a charter school, but mm-hmm. it's a community uh, school okay. where, which takes in the, the neighborhood of Delray Beach, and I they're see. doing some work with that as well. Okay, so wow. there's good stuff going. A lot on. of lot of exciting stuff. I'm yeah. Now uh, we were meeting and sharing with other pastors, and I think that it was really highlighting the importance of pastors coming together and sharing ideas. And I think uh, more of that is needed. Yes. Yeah, that that we can uh, do more of that. Made to flourish meetings. Yes. It was it was eye opener. I think, yeah. and what you said theologically that God gave us first the yeah. command to work. To work, yeah. Before, before He gave us before, a wife, yeah. <laughs> even before we fell, He said, "You guys go and work." Yes, yes. And then we then we salvation. Yeah. And I think our churches kind of get stuck on the salvation piece, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that was the theological understanding. Right. But we have to work, and I think it was Pastor Keith. Mm-hmm who said that if the church can nurture and incubate the music ministries, because mm-hmm. you know most many of our great sure. musicians sure. came out of the church, why can't we incubate the other type of business? That's right, that's right. And 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 actually can have music training uh, that could take place in our churches where we could actually pass on those gifts that we have. So, yeah, I think that there is so much that the church could do. Uh, Now, tell me a little bit about uh, some of the things that you 
have been involved in with the different churches in your denomination. You have, tell me, how many churches are with though? Right now, we 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 have this three okay. standing strong. Okay, it was huge when I took over as a bishop. It mm-hmm. was about it was three okay. still standing. When the when we had first incorporated, there were fourteen. Okay, but they fell away, and uh, that and that was the task I've been confronted with: how to rebuild. Uh huh. We just had a conference, and and we have a challenge of how do we reinvent, how do we redefine what it means to do ministry, because we're still a connected body, mm-hmm. and and what we've been trying to do, and what I've been trying to cast as a vision that we connect the outside of our denomination. Okay. Okay. And 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 that example with the community primitive and the Episcopal Church is an example. Yeah, yeah. We have a church in Daniel at the conference I was very excited about because that church is millennial run. We have a ch- we have Ebenezer and the church in Key West is more a uh, baby boomer type church. Okay. But the one in Daniel is millennial. Millennial, okay. And the millennials, yeah. you know, on fire because not only are they have the energy, sure. but they also have children. Sure. Who are, who, so um, it's helped to uh, grow the church. I yes. Mean, yeah, help yes. grow the church. Yeah, but, but you know, now we are challenged to say, how do we define church for you? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they don't want to go to their grandma's church. Right. Yeah. They want something different. Right, right. Uh, and, and to relinquish that to them. Yeah, yeah. And my charge to them is that Dr. King, many of our leaders in in in, in uh, generations past were mm-hmm. young people. Yes. They didn't wait to be 50 or 60. That's right, that's yeah, right. I think Dr. King died yeah. before he was 40 years old. That's right, 39 years old. And, yes. and, and was working, he got his church when he was 26 years old, so. Yes, and so, yeah. so, so now we have to prepare to let them have a definition. Yeah. So yeah. my challenge to that generation is to come and tell us what's mm-hmm. your vision, mm-hmm. and we can be the elders. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So don't 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 think that we are not going to be uh, we're not going to hold you back. We won't hold you back, but at the same time, you can use us. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have experience. Experience. Yeah, <laughs> and wisdom that we want to pass on and. And the life of the church, I love the vibrancy of, of young people. They're yes. energetic. And yes. so we want to be able to pour into them because they will help to strengthen and also keep the life of the church strong and active. Yeah, so that's yeah. good. So you say Dania Church, that's the, the more millennial, more millennial uh, right. uh, group. Ebenezer is very solid. Okay. Because of the, you know, it has a very faithful um, uh, leadership team. Mm-hmm. And we have children that are coming in. Of course, we're still seeing how do we move out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Sure. But Ebenezer has been very active in the Delray Beach community. Mm-hmm. It's all, is involved in all the community activism in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're seeing, I think slowly we'll see what the fruits of that is. Yeah, yeah. Now, you do have a church in Key West. Yes. Right. So, uh, Dr. Dr. Robinson. Dr. Robinson, yes. Yes. Uh, And and as you found out in Key West, many people think of Key West as the 
the festivities, the Gombe Festival, the Fantasy Fest, which was just this past <laughs> weekend, of a party, as Key West as a party. Party, place. yeah, party party. But yeah. there is a strong black community, African-American community, that settled in Key, in Key West. Mm-hmm. And many, now, most of them, many of them Caribbean from the- We are from the Bahamas. From the Bahamas, fact, okay. In fact, they, call the, they, they will tell you that we have the ABCs, which are the Allens, the Butlers, and Carries. Those are the descendants of uh, the early Bahamians and, and that make up a lot of, large portion of the black community. Oh, wow. And then you okay. have the, the, the Cuban community as well. Uh-huh. But they sell in there, and they are the ones that help establish the churches in Key West. Okay. Yeah. So I know I've had the privilege of, of preaching at, uh, Trinity. at Trinity Church in Key West, and Dr. Robinson was so kind to open up his pulpit. Uh, and uh, it seems that he has uh, uh, some millennials in, in that community right. as well, right? Right. What you've, I think when you were there, there was a group called Chosen Generation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was one of, our, one of the members there works with the children uh, throughout the community as okay. an educator. Okay. And some of them belonged to, to Trinity and some did not. So they, she brought them all together and oh, got okay. them to do ministry there. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So with those churches, they come together. And I know that during, uh, before uh, COVID-19 came, um, I was privileged to be able, you invited me to come, usually in June, and I would also bring uh, my, my Christian yes. education consultant, what, what, Dr. McIntosh. <laughs> yeah, we had wonderful time. Um, and it was, what I enjoyed was that you all placed such emphasis on Christian education mm-hmm. for, your, for your membership. And mm-hmm. so where is that? come from and yes, where is that gone yes and we and we still focus on education okay, christian okay. education is so important yeah it's yeah. very important and that was a passion of bishop howard before he died okay he had a passion for christian education wow. and you know one of the things he wanted us to be able to understand what we believe yes yes and, and with your and dr mcintosh mm-hmm. what you brought to us was a very solid organic Mm. authentic perspective okay. on ministry yeah. because you talked about our community, and quote unquote, the African-American community, mm-hmm. so to speak. We were able to see some of the things mm-hmm. and the discipleship. So yeah. they were very rich. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think we're still gleaning from that. Good. And of course, I've been founded, you know, by yourself. Mm, and yeah. the Palm Beach Atlantic has, uh, you know, has helped me so much. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in terms of... Uh, Grounding ministry, yeah, being yeah. grounded in ministry. Yeah, you just can't shout and say, "Oh, the, <laughs> we got the Holy Spirit." The Holy right. Spirit comes very concrete and pragmatic. Yes, and practical. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, but, that's right. But we don't mind shouting. That's right. No, shouting's okay, <laughs> but you want to be shouting about something, yes. some yes. content, and yes. so we've been uh, emphasizing that as well. Well, I, I think that it is for me a blessing to have pastors like you who are committed to pouring into the community, but also allowing the community to pour into you. So, because I believe that you uh, reflect the kind of pastor that's open to learning and growing and becoming a part of the community rather than standing off from the community. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, once you go in... Mm. You, you're not going to change them because 
if you want to change, you got to be prepared to be changed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's <laughs> you true. Know? That's true. And, and, and sometimes, you know, because when we step into the community, we don't know who we're dealing with. Yeah, Because some of the people in the community, they can teach us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was talking with a, a, a young pastor who's uh, in school now, finishing up his, his uh, education, his ministry education. And I asked him about, you know, his interest in getting trained. Why did you decide to come to school? He said, because in my congregation, I have doctors, I have lawyers, I have uh, professionals who are very intelligent. And he mm -hmm. said, I, as a pastor, want to be able to communicate with that area and that level of congregants. Yes. And I think that's the thing that pastors need to be aware of is that if we want to attract uh, members from different uh, stages and walks of life, then we too need to be able to communicate with them. Be able them. to communicate on yeah. all levels, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. And what's funny, uh, the St. Joseph's years ago, they said, don't just tell me to stay out of trouble or tell me to do this or the dials and you know, we point fingers. Mm -hmm. They said, how about show me your scars? Ah. Show me that you've also been through it. Yes. If you, you know, if you don't tell me not to get pregnant as a teenager. Mm. You know, what, were your, what were your challenges with it? Yeah. You know, what yeah. were your challenges with, uh, you know, getting into scrapes with the Lord? What, yeah. So sometimes as as olders, I, I think it's Henry, Dr. Nowen, who talks mm -hmm. about Henry the wounded healer. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. We we sometimes we have to be ready to show our wounds. Yes, yes. I don't think people really want to hear what you have to say until they know they care. That's right. About that's what right. You have to yeah, say. yeah. And so that's I think it's important. This you know so often this demarcation or this line between the cleric and the congregation that okay. we need to while people should respect the cleric. But I think that we need to, you know, we're human too, and, yes. and, and therefore have some of the same kind of struggles, the same temptations that, that everybody has. So, yeah. yeah and yeah. the funny thing, I mean, the, the, the very curious thing is that the, the chief apostles, like Peter and all of them, they were a mess. <laughs> they were, that's, that's right. You know, so that's so God, right. You, God you can't, God. right. You can't, you can't read about Peter and even Paul, Paul. you know, the murderer of Peter and, mm -hmm. you know, Paul who held the coat of Stephen as he was uh, yeah. being stoned to death. So, and I like Isaiah who. Was the cussing yeah. prophet? He said, right. I'm a, "I cuss in my community and foul <laughs> yeah. out, foul right? Out. I've got unclean lips." Yeah. <laughs> right, so you got yeah, send the coals and yeah, yeah, burn it out, and and of course David and and all of those. So yes, yeah, so we can identify with fallenness. We're all fallen, and then yes. we come in sense of brokenness. God is the one that makes us whole. Um, so part of what I like to just say to you is, thank you for being. Uh, committed to ministry. Thank you for also sharing in, we want to promote Ebenezer here too. We want to pr sure. promote your church. I want to, yeah. I want to say that in Delray beach, you're doing a good work and we'd like to encourage people. Yeah, just come out with to us. Come. Yeah. come out with us at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Okay. We are proud to, we're proud of the fact that even after the pandemic, we never missed a Sunday. Yeah. Praise we, God. we stayed, we stayed the course. We've been online. 
Some of our elders had to be taught how to use <laughs> live stream. Yeah. I, I know. I, well, we went through that as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 but, and the stewardship continued. Okay, our yes. People continued with stewardship. So, yeah, good. So the church kept rolling on despite COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. So that, in fact, I think for many of us, we learned how to be creative and, yes. and, and develop other ways in which we can communicate the gospel. And so, and I'm still Zooming. Bible studies are still, yes. uh, we do Zoom. Are you all still? We still do Zoom. We still do the Facebook uh, Live okay, on Sunday morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but you know, we're open to say, come on, sure. come on in. But so I want to say thank you. And we appreciate you. And we, we celebrate the work you're doing in the community and want to encourage you to keep doing that in the community. Well, I thank you for having me. Well, um, can I have a word of prayer with you? Would you sure. mind that? Okay. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, as pastor to pastor, to talk about the work of ministry. Lord, I thank you for how you've poured into uh, Pastor Mike and how you've blessed him in his role as a bishop over uh, a number of churches. Lord, I thank you for the vision that you've given them in Delray Beach and throughout their community. We pray, oh God, that you would expand that ministry, bless them Amen. to be able to be a blessing to so many who are in need. We thank you for his spirit of activism, and we thank you for his love for the gospel. We ask, oh God, that you would just bless him, bless his family, bless his health. We pray that you would strengthen his body, that he would continue to grow strong and be able to do the work of ministry for you. In Jesus' name, we ask this all. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for being with us. All right. God bless you. All right. We would like to thank this episode's sponsor, Living Word Christian Community, located at 2390 South Military Trail, West Palm Beach, Florida, 33415, where Dr. Terrell Bird is the lead pastor. The worship service begins at 1030 a.m. in person, on Facebook, and Instagram Live. <laughs>